are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What's everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 143 of the College Loop Podcast. I'm Dylan Lock, at your boy Tank on Twitter slash X, and I'm here joining the day, Mr. Harrison Tar. Tar, how you doing, buddy? Hey, man, I'm good. Happy uh, early signing day eve to those who, who may celebrate, even though the period's technically already kind of under, underway. But happy early, early signing day. Uh, and I know that everyone's really, really excited to see the group, not only that Auburn's expected to sign, but the maybe a couple of names that Auburn's not expected to sign that could that could join the the, the orange and blue come uh, Wednesday afternoon, tomorrow afternoon as this show's coming out. So really, really excited to be talking some Auburn recruiting here and their early signing period um, and ready to jump into some Auburn football. It's going to be a football-heavy show today, folks, as it usually is because that seems to be the only thing you guys care about. Analytics, don't lie. Don't try to convince me otherwise. But let's uh, let's hop right into it. Some big news, Dylan. 13's back. Some huge news. The good 13 is back. As Revolta Fairweather has announced that he will be returning for the 2024 season, Auburn's leading receiver in both yards and in touchdowns is coming back for another year on the Plains. I don't really think I expected him to transfer out. Uh, if anything, he could have potentially gone to the draft. I think that's I what most people were, were, were concerned about is, is headed to the league. Yeah, but on the year, 33 catches, 349 yards, six touchdowns, averaged 10 yards per catch. Also home to a couple of one of the uh, – some of the best plays Auburn had offensively this season came from Ravaldo Fairweather. And I guess that actually starts out with this coming out party that he had versus Cal whenever he got that game-winning touchdown. Uh, he, this is probably one of the biggest pickups of the offseason so far, just retaining Ravaldo Fairweather. Because you're going into a, a bowl game where you don't really know who your starting rotation is going to be a wide receiver, but you know he's going to be there at tight end. Yeah, and it's it's huge, especially, I mean, Valdo mentioned it uh, in an interview today, earlier today as the show's coming out, that he feels like there's unfinished business on the Plains. And, and yeah, I think there's a lot of validity to that, not just from him personally, but from us as fans and, and as viewers of the of the, the Auburn program. He was certainly, like you mentioned, a bright spot. And and someone that could really benefit from having a big year and can make some serious money in 2024. It'll be great for not just him to put down the film, uh, but also for Peyton Thorne. Let's talk about that. I mean, we, we mentioned yesterday that the Hugh Freeze, uh, or excuse me, not yesterday. Or yeah, yesterday as we were recording this, but uh, on the Sunday show that Hugh Freeze doubled down on his commitment to Peyton Thorne in 2024. So very interesting, uh, and not interesting, but a huge upside for, for Thorne to have a familiar face and, and a old reliable, if you will. I know that became kind of a <laughs> bit with John Samuel Shanker, right? You know, having that that familiarity right there um, that you can rely on and a guy that you've, you've thrown passes to uh, and not just a completely fresh slate is huge. And and, and not to mention, Rivaldo Fairweather is a, is a gamer. He's, he's a football player. Uh, the guy is a pure talent that was overlooked coming out of high school, got the opportunity to play ball on a big stage at, at, at Auburn, and is only going to build off of what he did last year and this past as we're kind of rolling into the 2024 campaign. Should be fun to watch him in the bowl game, as you mentioned, Dylan, uh, him being the familiar connection with Peyton Thorne, but also give them a, an off, a full offseason to cook and then some time in the summer to kind of, you know go out and catch passes and, and, and run routes together even when it's not you know mandatory training time. That's huge. I mean, that's, that's invaluable. And alongside that, Dylan, some other interesting news um, on the, on, from the Auburn front. Yeah, uh, as you as everyone already knows, Jalen Simpson, Nehemiah Pritchett, DJ James are all gone 
after this season. Right now, we know Jalen Simpson. Or we, right now, we know Nehemiah Pritchett's not going to be playing in the bowl game. Still, jury's out on DJ James and Jay Simp. I do believe Jay Simp said he's – Jay Simp already announced he's going to play. Never mind. Jay Simp know he's going to play. We don't he's know if, the pseudo Derek Hall of this team. <laughs> exactly. We don't know if DJ is going to be playing yet. Still up in the air on him. But that does – we did have a question answered on who is going to start alongside Kyan Lee this upcoming season on the outside as Keontae Scott has told the world that he will no longer be playing nickel or star, whichever one you want to call it. He is going to be moving back out to the outside and bring him back, as he said, Key Island. Ooh, I like that. Key Island. That goes crazy. Yeah, I said Keontae Scott on the year, 32 tackles, four pass deflections, didn't really get any turnovers on his front, but his presence was always seen on this defense. Defense clearly got worse whenever he was not on the field with that injury. But glad to bring that glad he's coming back and glad that he's going to be on the outside alongside Kai and Lee. And I mean, this secondary is looking better and better by the by the day. The future set, honestly, at this point, it's all about retaining Wesley McGriff and Zach Etheridge. Uh, got to keep those guys around because I mean they they are building something special in that backfield of that defense. They certainly are, and and you know what that 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 defense is going to get a whole lot better tomorrow as this show I guess as this show is coming out on uh, on Wednesday's National Signing Day period. So Dylan, let's let's not let's not hold people out any longer. Let's let's talk about we're going to go through every single person that Auburn expects to sign or has already signed in the early signing period. Dylan will mention afterwards a couple of guys that. He wants to throw the names out there to keep an eye on that could be on flip watch or commitment watch for the Tigers. I'm going to go ahead and lead it off here, Dylan. Let's get the ball rolling. It's not not hold it up any longer. I promise you guys are going to get your T-shirt and some subscribe clip here in just a minute. That's coming. I'm going to we'll have a break to give ourselves a little mental break in the middle of this. But before, before we do that, let's go ahead and jump right into it with four star quarterback Walker White. Consensus four star. That is your first signee that you're going to see. Um, not not necessarily chronologically, but you know the biggest uh, in terms of most vocal commitment uh, to sure. to the to the Tigers, and someone that's going to have his name thrown around in a lot of different ways in the next couple of years, especially playing the quarterback position. Six foot four, two twenty, and already already had that a collegiate size. Uh, he's got a big arm, and we'll see how he fares in in the RPO scheme. Obviously, a lot of question marks in the quarterback room and and beyond in terms of. How does that shake out? What does that timeline look like? What is the sequential lineup of these gentlemen on these presumptive three plus Hank Brown? No offense to the baby goat, but uh, <laughs> what that's going to look like. And certainly a lot of people excited to have Walker White on campus uh, and, and taking reps come fall of 2024. So that's a, that's your first target. Four-star quarterback, Walker White, will be signing his NLI on Wednesday. Tomorrow as the show's coming out. Dylan, you're up next. Yeah, I mean, I just bring it up. I mean, you talk about in the, in the coming years. I think if if practices don't seem to go anybody's way in the in the in the spring, we might be hearing a lot of his name get thrown around a lot in the coming months. Sure. So, uh, but I mean, go straight to going from getting your quarterback of the future to starting off with this wide receiver core, which is one of the best wide receiver cores Auburn has ever recruited. And by that, I mean it is the best wide receiver core Auburn has ever recruited. Uh, and it can only get better if one guy would just flip his commitment in February. But we're not going to talk about him until then. Uh, as one of the one of the freeze five have actually signed their NLI in four-star wide receiver Bryce Kane out of Mobile, Alabama from Baker High School. On the season, Bryce Kane had, as my thing starts to load, 948 yards on uh, 
I, oh wait, this is returning. Uh, he, yeah, 948 receiving yards on 43 catches. Also had 16 touchdowns as well. Dude's fast. Dude is a fast as it gets. Uh, five foot 11, 170 pounds. Dude's legit. Uh, when, it, when you see your Cam Coleman's and your Perry Thompsons and your potentially Ryan Williams come along, the two guys that I'm going to be talking about are guys that need to be respected. Bryce Kane just had a absolute. He he rocketed up. Uh, recruiting rankings earlier today shot up 53 spots in the recruiting rankings. I mean, dude just had a baller baller balled out all season. And I mean, don't let the other two distract you from the fact that this wide receiver group coming in is going to be battling out from them starting spots right away. And that starts with Bryce Kane. Yeah. Don't, don't ever look Bryce Kane by guys like uh Cam. Oh wait, I'm going to talk about Cam Coleman. My turn. Uh, <laughs> let, let's, let's talk about five-star wide receiver out of central high school, Phoenix city, Alabama consensus five-star Cam Coleman. This is your, where we're going to get into the flip miss category folks, where we're getting into that, into that territory, flipping his commitment from the Texas A&M Aggies on December 1st and committing to the Auburn Tigers as part of the wave of Mary Flipmas um, and Hugh Freeze and, and company. Guys, I don't have much that I need to say. This has already been said about Cam Coleman. This kid is going to be a true wide receiver. One six three, one eighty, can go up and high point a ball, and and he's quick. I mean, there's there's not much you really have to have to say. It's not already been said because it was such an earth shattering, um, or I guess what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, plane shattering. Um, there was a, an earthquake on the planes when he announced his commitment to join Auburn um, at the beginning of the month. This guy is going to be one of those weapons, like you mentioned, Dylan, part of uh, this receiving core that is unprecedented in Auburn recruit, uh, recruiting uh, history. He's going to leave a legacy at Auburn. He's going to play three years at Auburn, and he's going to have meaningful catches in, in year one. Should be a pretty, pretty fun guy um, and, and a nice target. I'm sure Peyton Thor is excited to have him on the planes. Oh, and he's going to be even more excited whenever he sees the film of what Malcolm Simmons out of Benjamin Russell High School from Ellick City, Alabama. Uh, Four-star wide receiver, six foot tall, 175 pounds. Dude is an athlete in every sense of the word. This is a guy who shot up not 53 like Bryce Kane did, but he shot 240 spots in the recruiting rankings. Dude is an absolute dog and gets overlooked by everybody. I think out of the fa- out of the freeze five, he is the least talked about. And I, I got to be honest with you, his stats are absolutely ridiculous, and he deserves way more love than he gets. Twelve hundred and seventy nine yards on the year led Benjamin Russell to, I believe, the state championship, or at least I, I can't remember exactly how far he made it into. Uh, Fourteen touchdowns on the year and all purpose touchdowns. He had twenty four. Mister Do It All himself is Malcolm Simmons. Dude's going to be a dog, and don't let that, don't let the fact that he's the lowest ranked out of the five confuse you. He is going to be right there in the mix for some quality catches in 2024, as well as the rest of those guys, too. Just like Perry Thompson. <laughs> Just uh, I'm, I'm going to roll into Perry Thompson here, Dylan. This guy was a W for a lot of people on the planes for a lot of reasons. First and foremost, folks, you flipped a five consensus five-star from the University of Alabama at Tuscaloosa. He's taking his talents to the Plains. There's also this fun little bit about him and uh, and, and one Antonio Brown. Uh, that was a fun little side plot that did happen. Yeah, Antonio Brown's a loser. But, I forgot that happened. Yep, six foot three, two hundred out of Foley High School and Foley, Alabama. I just said this a minute ago. I'm aware, but another guy. You're gonna have to go one A, one B, one C, one D with this with this receiving core in terms of can be 
a true number one wide receiving target. I mean, he's got every all, all the all the tools that you need to. Um, basically, uh, I mean, 50-50 balls, they're going his way. Those are more 60-40s for him. He's got all the skill set that you're looking for in terms of route running and being able to high point. This guy is going to be a raw talent. I'm telling you, Dylan, we cannot sing highly enough praises about this group of receivers that Auburn desperately needed coming into the class. And Perry Thompson, once again, I feel like I've gotten, I've drawn the 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 hat out of the hat, a name that you don't have to speak upon because it's already been spoken. I'm very, very excited to see this guy on the planes. Excited to see, like I said, I'm going to re- kind of sound like a broken record here, Dill. This guy's going to play three, maybe four years at Auburn, and then he's heading to play on Sundays. Uh, and and that's some really exciting talent to hear out of year one in Hugh Freeze. Let's keep it rolling, Dylan, because I don't yeah. think people are going to get any more disappoint, any, disappointed at any point of the show. And it is worth mentioning that the two guys that Tara mentioned, Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson, will both be signing again on Wednesday. Perry Thompson at 9 o'clock a.m., Cam Coleman at 11 o'clock a.m. And, you know, as positions that don't get enough love, is one that is called the tight end position that deserves way more love than it gets. Auburn, of course, bringing him back. Rivaldo Fairweather, Mike Arley Ducker, I believe, is coming back. And, of course, you have Luke Deal also returning onto the team as well. Still up there. I don't know if Brandon Frazier is going to be back or not. I've not. Does he have any eligibility left? Uh, I feel like he shouldn't. <laughs> he got here along the same times as Fromm and Deal. Yeah, so vibes believe- say no, but also plausible. <laughs> eligibility is just a wild thing. He doesn't but, of course, anymore. Uh, one of the first, one of those big name uh, targets that Auburn originally got was Martavius Collins, the three-star tight end out of Rome, Georgia. And uh, in case you don't forget, he he started off the whole Flipness thing, really, because he was a commitment. Uh, he had a, the commitment of Alabama, and then he decommits. Then I think a week to a month later, he committed to Auburn. And I will say, out of everybody on this list, I feel like I've heard the least from him. Uh, He has announced er earlier today that he will be signing his NLI uh, tomorrow uh, again on Wednesday. I'm just going to Wednesday until otherwise uh, said Uh, at four o'clock Central Standard Time. uh, Watching film from him, dude is a heck of a blocker while also being a awesome pass catcher. Getting a real balanced tight end, something that you haven't really seen. Since I well, I would assume John Samuel Schenker, Valdo was more of a pass catcher, and of course you have Luke Deal as more of a blocker. So now you're going to get the best of both worlds: a guy who's very underrated, a guy who deserves a lot more love from the recruiting analysts out there. Come on, guys, boost some ratings. Come on, everybody else got one. Let's boost up Martavis Collins as well, because dude's a dog, and it just those rankings just are so rude to give him such a low ranking. He has been on other visits though. I don't know how likely he is to stick with Auburn. I know he's still committed. Hasn't said anything about decommitting. Uh, It'd be nice if he did sign, uh, but I would not be surprised if it went the other way. Yeah. Uh, That's going to happen in every class too. So like, that's not like out of this world, crazy talk. Uh, let's 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 keep on rolling with some other dogs on the, on the offensive side of the ball here, like like you just mentioned, talking about tight ends, and let's roll onto the line and let's talk about De- four star DeAndre Car- Carter. Guys, here's a name of a high school that you should be really excited you're getting a commitment from out of modern day in, in Santa Ana, California. Um, that's huge. I mean, getting getting guys like this, and you know, you IMG. We'll have to talk about IMG ties later, but um, M- modern day is one of those perennial programs that you want to see guys come out of. DeAndre Carter really versatile off- offensive tackle. Um, he, he can slide out. Um, he's got lateral movement. Uh, if, if he needs to play a guard, I think he can. Uh, and and he's, he's quick. He's also, I mean, I mean, come on out, 340 pounds, right? Yeah, 340. 
his, his, his dimensions fit exactly what Jake Thornton's going for. And then you look at the fact that he's not only a pancaker, but has some lateral movement. This adds a lot of versatility on that offensive line and nothing should make an Auburn fan happier than hearing. This is a guy that you can expect to be able to play kind of soon and help that offensive line that, Guys, Dylan says it all the time. He's been asking for once since 2017. This isn't like a new request, but this is a new development and that Auburn is going to try to home grow talent. So, yeah. And uh, Dodger Carter also be signing his NLI uh, at 1230, uh, which I believe that would be Pacific Standard Time. He is in modern day. Correct. Uh, so that would be 2.30 p.m. Central Standard Time for all of you in the Lord's time zone. And 3.30 few East Coast viewers. Exactly, for the lesser time zone on the East Coast. Uh, But sticking with the offensive line, uh, Hugh Freeze decided to go check out the school that one Keontae Scott came from, Juco-wise, in Snow College, where he found uh, 6'6", 295-pound offensive tackle Seth Wilfred, who has been an absolute dog since he started playing football not two years ago. Dude got into the sport late, turned into a dog, but just a little too late to start getting recruited. So he went to the Juco route. Can't blame him. Juco is a lot of fun and you learn a lot from the sport that way. Uh, but three star, as it speaks, I think every, is every Juco three stars? I think the high should be rated as a Juco is a three star. Yeah, which is wild knowing that Cam Newton came from the Juco ranks. Right. Uh, for us, uh, that is. Uh, but currently ranked as the number four p- player in his position. Uh, I believe in the, the Juco has a different ranking system, right? Yes, it's like, completely different. Yeah. Number four off of the tackle in Juco, number one in the state of Utah. Uh, Seth Wilford, definitely a guy who flew under the radar a little bit. And Keontae Scott was very happy to see some love shown to Snow College. And if Keontae Scott gets happy about it, <laughs> I think the entire Auburn fan base should be ecstatic <laughs> about the fact that Auburn's adding not one, but two offensive linemen in this recruiting cycle. Yeah, we'll talk more about that in a second, Dylan. Before we continue on, I want to go and remind everybody, if you guys want to continue to support the College Loot Podcast, before I talk to you a little bit about TJ Lindsay out of IMG Academy, I'm foreshadowing. That's what we call that here in the business, Dylan, is foreshadowing. I want to remind everybody to make sure you hit like, subscribe, and ring the bell right here on the YouTube channel if you're watching the YouTube stream. If you're not, that's completely cool. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us on whatever streaming platform makes you happy. Just give us five stars and a thumbs up, whatever the highest rating is on your streaming platform of choice. Make sure to share the show with a friend so we can continue to grow the College Loop family. I don't want to say fan base because I don't expect to have fans, but a family is what we're looking. The family, if you will, is, is what we're looking to build here at the College Loop podcast, and we certainly are, are well on our way. If you guys want to continue to support the show, you can head to www.thewarreport.com and pick your up your very own College Loop War Report Podcast Network co-branded Fuel and Loopy t-shirt that comes in five different colorways, only $25. Makes a great New Year's gift, as one AJ Rivera said on the live stream Sunday afternoon. So once you guys pick up your Fuel and Loopy shirt, make sure you use hashtag Fuel and Loopy on whatever social media platform makes you the happiest. Make sure you tag us in it. We'll throw it up on the next stream. Thank you guys for your continual love and support. You guys are the reason for the college loop season. So thank you guys so, so much. Let's get back into it. We're talking about early signing day for the Auburn football program right here on the college loop podcast. Thank you guys for bearing through the quick little ad read. I know it's nobody's favorite part of the show, but we certainly appreciate the love and we, we got a hashtag grow the brand. So I previewed it a little bit and kind of gave you guys a little bit of tip off. I'm talking about TJ Lindsay, the defense lineman out of Bradenton, Florida, out of once another one of those keynote high schools, IMG Academy, a 24 seven, three star 
TJ Lindsay is headed to the Plains. He will sign his NLI on early signing day, unless I'm just completely making that up. Um, he's got great hands uh, to fend off offensive linemen and has some of the best moves in terms of any defensive line recruit um, in the class of 2024. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you other than the fact that Auburn's going to get an absolute dog. He's going to be a little bit of a project piece, right? But at the same time, going to have an ap- absolute opportunity to have impactful snaps in the very near future, whether that be in 2024 or beyond. So very, very excited to have TJ Lindsay added on to the trenches, specifically on the defensive side of the ball where Auburn definitely needs some help coming into 2024 yeah tj Lindsay, a uh, guy who shut down his cut shut it down his recruitment i believe a few days ago i uh, like close enough to where i'm fully confident that he'll be signing with the auburn tigers on wednesday or tomorrow whichever one you want to call it but yeah tj Lindsay, huge pickup and also a huge pickup is of course one of those other little christmas gifts that hugh freeze has brought over by flipping one jamonta waller from the University of Florida, four-star def- or four-star edge rusher out of Picayune, Mississippi. I believe sure. I'm saying that, that works right. for me. Maybe. I'll go with it. Uh, a dude is an absolute baller, number six edge rusher in the class, and another one of those big-time recruiters for the for the recruiting class that we've seen. I uh, really trying to bring in some of those other guys. I'll talk about in a little bit when we get to the guys we are hoping we can sign on Wednesday. Uh, but Javante Waller has been a huge pickup. Uh, absolute dog as well on the season. He actually had nine sacks, 19 TFLs, 56 total tackles, and also forced two fumbles in his senior season. Uh, the edge rusher position is one that Auburn really needs to build that depth at and really start building some star sort of talent. Uh, Elijah McAllister, I love him. Uh, he's a great leader. But it's about time Auburn starts bringing in some of those star sort of edge rushers we had from a couple years ago with Derek Hall and Colby Wooten. So. The games are one of the trenches, and Hugh Freeze and the staff are really trying to make sure that that is known. And Malik Blockton's going to try to help him do it, Dylan. And I'm talking about Malik Blockton out of Pike Road, Pike Road, Alabama. Mr. Lark, you got to see this guy in action, uh, to my understanding. And it sounds like he's the dominating force everybody expects him to be at six foot four, two seventy five. And I, I think he's going to get a, put on a little bit more weight before he tech, takes a field for, for Auburn. But still, absolute power unit in terms of being able to to pe- penetrate the, the offensive line and, and move move opponents around. This guy's going to get to the quarterback. Um, that's that's going to happen. And he's another one of those kind of high rated three stars. Could have wound up being a four star. Should a couple of chips fall in another way, one one way or two, or a couple of Recruiting analysts opened their eyes and saw what the talent was in front of them, which, you know, it's neither here nor there, and it's no shot at anybody. It's a shot at everybody. But I say that, all, all that to say, um, league blocked and choosing Auburn over the likes of Texas and Alabama. There you go. There's your buzzword, folks. I know that you're happy to hear that one. Should be an interesting piece in terms of another one of those kind of project pieces, but also could be a, a, a pretty pretty immediate impact, not necessarily in 2024, but I, I, I consider an early impact to be as, as a sophomore. Um, so that's a very interesting piece that you add on that defensive side of the ball and that Ron Roberts defense. So we'll see how that all shakes out and uh, where Malik Blockton stands. Yeah, and I cannot get over the fact that I was informed that the scheme for Malik Blockton was not uh, anything special. It was really just, where is he at on the defensive line? And meaning we're going to go – the complete opposite way right. of one Malik Blockton because he is just that good. And I will say after this, I'll go through all the guys that we've talked about and who's going to be an early enrollee because I do have that list in front of me as we speak. Uh, but to stick with the defensive, the middle of the defensive line, Dimitri Nicholas out of Norland High School in what sounds very familiar, but it's Opelika, Opeloka, Florida, not Opelika, Alabama. 
Demetri Nicholas getting picked up. Uh, Three-star defensive tackle. A guy who flies under the radar a little bit more, 6'3", 295. Uh, You don't really get a lot of film from him. No one really talks about Demetri Nicholas like, like he's one of these big time pickups because there's something different. There's not a lot, not that big of a like stretch between a three and a four and a four star, unless it's like a low when you get on the low end of it. But Demetri Nicholas, a huge pickup uh, for Jeremy Garrett and the and the crew over there on the defense side of the ball because dude's gonna be one of those pieces that you're gonna look for in a couple of years and be like, whoa, this guy was a three star because he is just that good, uh, just flying under the radar and uh, from the recruiting rankings and all, all this stuff, but. I do say strong, fast defensive tackle and watching some of the highlights from him. He just, he just racks up sacks on quarterbacks. You know, that's going to be a common trend here. Cause I'm going to pivot over to D'Angelo Barber, Dylan, and, and talk about this linebacking core that's getting added to, because goodness did it need to three-star D'Angelo Barber, Barber out of clay, Chalkville, Pinson, Alabama, which I know that a lot of people think about Pinson Valley being um, up there in that neck of the woods. They are, um, actually not the only school to ever exist with Pinson in the name or in the location. This is Clay Chalkville uh, and D'Angelo Barber, who chose Auburn over the likes of Arkansas, Georgia Tech, and the University of Alabama at Tuscaloosa. This guy is going to be a little bit more, and we talked about this, I think, on the Sunday stream, right, Dylan, about uh, D'Angelo Barber being a little bit of a project piece um, in, in the linebacker room. That's where you stand on this, correct? In terms yes. of adding, adding meaningful depth, but a guy that could see some snaps in 2024. Uh, it'll, it'll be kind of a, a little bit of a learning curve um, for, for, for Barber, but I think he's got an extremely high upside. Uh, and like, I, like, like you said, um, he, he, he is going to wind up plugging into this group in a way that is desperately needed, especially in a group that's been so, so thin. So uh, he's got a great, great build, great frame. He's only going to hit that weight room more and he's only going to get in better shape. So it'll be interested to see where he can, where he can land. Um, and if he can get some meaningful snaps in 2024. And it's worth mentioning that one of the biggest highlights that D'Angelo Barber has had, is the fact that he was the guy who won Clay Chalkville this, their state championship because he got the game-winning tackle, I believe, on the goal line, uh, laying the boom and winning Clay Chalkville their state championship. Huge pickup for that linebacker court. And not the only good linebacker Auburn is getting in this class. As you know, linebacker is one of the uh, weakest positions Auburn had going into this year. Kind of boosted up with the likes of Eugene Asante, who's coming back, and Austin Keys, who we believe is coming back as well. And Demarcus Riddick, a guy who I think is going to be battling out for that starting job as soon as he gets on the planes, very, very soon. Uh, six foot two, two hundred and twelve pound linebacker. Dude's quick. Dude's athletic. Uh, four star. Actually, one of the first big time flips, really, because he went from Georgia to Auburn. Uh, really started this charge for those guys like Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson, all those other guys that we've now since grabbed. Uh, but. And you can't forget the fact that you're getting DeMarcus Riddick. You're also getting Willie Riddick, uh, his grandma, who has been a huge Auburn supporter ever since he flipped his commitment. Uh, but, I mean, dude is just a dog. Uh, on the year, he had 48 tackles or 92 to- so, uh, total tackles, nine average 9.2 tackles a game, had three sacks, interception, and forced one fumble on the year for Chilton County. And dude – Again, he's just an athletic freak at that linebacker position. And I, I again, I compared him to Owen Papo a couple of days ago. He, he, I, he's not there like athletically because I don't think any linebacker will ever be athletically on the same plane as Owen Papo. But there's there's definitely the potential for him to be better. Agree, agree. And and you want to talk about somebody else that brings in a ton of raw talent. Let's talk about Joseph Phillips, the, the four-star 
linebacker edge uh, kind of can, can shift in between either one of those. A true edge rusher, though, with a ton of speed coming off the edge. Uh, like, like I mentioned before, I mean, this guy is one of those premier names that you talk about recruiting, to, uh, committing to Auburn over the likes of Georgia and Alabama in terms of, oh, we won this one. And, and a lot of people kind of thought that he was headed um, to, to the dogs for a minute there and then wound, winds up coming to Auburn and bolstering. And Dylan, you were sitting there asking for some of those premier edge rushers. I didn't know if that was an innuendo to Joseph Phillips or if that was that was just a oh I forgot Joseph Phillips existed. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna choose it was an innuendo. That's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna pretend to believe, even though there's a lot of guys, and I'm gonna be transparent with you. This whole recruiting class, I mean, I, I get names mixed up all the time because there's so many, which is such a good problem to have. But at the same time, Joseph Phillips is gonna fit into this group really, really well. Um, the number number seven edge rusher um in, in the class, uh, 106th uh, athlete and number number nine in the state of Alabama. This guy is going to get the job done, and he's going to get the job done early. He he should make some some pretty positive impact, give meaningful snaps in 2024, and certainly be in the in the mix for starting the starting rotation in 2025. Oh yeah, and going from one one piece of that defense to another, I mean this secondary group that that uh, Coach Crime Dog and Zach Etheridge brought in are going to be legit, and that starts right off with Jalen Crawford, the four star defensive back from Parkview. High school chose Auburn over LSU and Florida, uh, two teams who were known for their uh, success in throwing DBs into the NFL. Uh, Crawford, he's just everything you want out of an Auburn defensive back. He is an aggressive man to man. I will get in your face, cover a corner. And that's exa- when you think of Auburn cornerbacks, the first ones you think of are those guys who are going to hit you in the mouth and stick with you all the way down the field. That's exactly what you get in Jalen Crawford. Number uh, four-star defensive back again, 19 corner in the country. Uh, dude is just an absolute baller. Uh, he he, I, I could see him being a DJ James level uh, a corner uh, just for what he adds in that he's going to stick with whoever he's on no matter what. And you got to say, he played a little wide receiver. <laughs> DJ J compared him to DJ James. I mean, little Carlton Davis thrown in there, get some interceptions. Uh, and that would just be awesome. But yeah, Jalen Crawford, huge pickup, but not the only great corner added to this tra- recruiting class. I'm gonna say transfer class, recruiting class. Of course, you're referring to one Amon Lane. Uh, Amon Lane coming out of Moody High School, Moody, Alabama, composite four star, consensus four star. And this kid, Dylan, Amon Lane. He's one of the guys I don't think the people talked about necessarily enough in terms of he can play that nickel position. He can also also play on the outside, and he's really, really good in bump and run. Uh, I mean, his film speaks for itself. He, he's 5'10", 180. Probably going to want to see him put on another five pounds in terms of just muscle mass, um, slim down, build up. Not that he has any fat on his body, but you know what I'm getting at. Uh, want to put on a couple more pounds, but stay at that athletic frame. Amon Lane's going to be an impactful guy pretty quickly especially in this nickel nickel star defense whatever you want to call that uh the the, the ron roberts company likes to like to like to roll with so we'll we'll see where he plays in but i i think that there's a road for him to play early and it have big impact for sure especially with the the loss of two corners into the draft and going to the back end a position that auburn is a very thin at as we speak they added in three safeties into the recruiting class as well, starting off with Kinsley Faustin out of Naples. Uh, one of these signees that Auburn's already gotten uh, along the lines of Bryce Kane, Malik Blockton, and Joseph Phillips. All four of those guys have already signed. But Kinsley Faustin coming in, he's a three-star safety, uh, four-star composite, uh, 5'11", 170 pounds. Dude's got plenty of time to grow and get bigger, uh, but 
he already plays bigger than he is. He is a hard-hitting safety who also has a little bit of ball hawk in him. He caught 10 interceptions as a as a sophomore and as a junior, I believe. Unless, yeah, a sophomore and junior year. Also, in that time span, forced five fumbles just by laying the boom on anybody who dared cross his path. Uh, if he just needs a little bit of weight added to him, I give him some time. A dude's going to be a dog. Uh, just need some time to develop as as a as a pass defender, uh, but you can't really complain about getting a guy who is that much that good of a tackler at his size. Yeah, and if you look at if we're talking about framework uh, on on that note, Dylan, this safety class has got an interesting dynamic and framework. When you look at three star corner, uh, excuse me, safety, not corner. My apologies, uh, Caleb Harris out of let's I'll just give it up for the fact that this young man is out of Thompson High School. In Alabaster, Alabama. Thank you, Jesus. Thompson doesn't hate Auburn. Thank you, God. That's going to pay off um, for a certain quarterback down the road. I'm manifesting now. That's neither <laughs> here nor there. But Caleb Harris, uh, like I said, a consensus three star, standing at six foot two, one ninety five, really, really high football IQ. Uh, under understanding a lot of uh, in terms of when to go for a 50-50, um, when to when to just focus on a PBU, when you can actually jump the ball, jump a route and um, try to actually uh, make it make a smart interception as opposed to just going up and trying to grab the ball, which there is such a thing, folks. Like that is there's certainly a, a definitive line there. You've seen plenty of, of, of DBs get blown, uh, blown coverage in that way. But Caleb Harris, I don't think an instant impact in this 2024 class, but also has a super high ceiling. And I do know, do think for uh, for almost certain that there's a quick route for him to become a, an impactful player at Auburn. So another piece of this of this secondary that's going to be very very exciting for Hugh Freeze and company coming down the stretch. Yeah, and to round out this commit round out these commitments uh starting off keeping it safety wise, Laquan Robinson out of the JUCO ranks from Holmes Community College, uh number 2 safety in JUCO Dude is a baller. I don't know how he has flown under the ranks that much. Dude is going to be, I, I can put probably put my put some money where my mouth is. Dude's going to be a starter as soon as he steps onto the plane. He is everything you want out of a strong safety and more. He is a cover safety who will hit you in the mouth at six foot two, 195 pounds. Kind of think of him in the same way you think of Zion Puckett, but if Zion Puckett can cover passes. A uh, guy who's going to put a shoulder into your chest and is going to do it every single game, every snap, every single play. He is going to be there right where you want it. I, this is this is one of those pickups where I thought Zach Etheridge and, and Crime Dog blew it out of the water. Uh, when you see a guy who isn't getting that much love, and I know you could only give a Juco guy like a three-star recruiting ranking, this is a four-star safety. Uh, he He's – and you're getting at least, I think, three years of eligibility out of him. Out of him. And if he doesn't start right away, he's going to develop into a star of a safety. He is going to be a guy you're going to remember his name down the line as a guy of like, dang, how'd we get this guy? I, and it sounds like I'm booging. I'm not booging that much, believe me, because I've seen the I've seen the tape. And I mean, I, I'm I'm going to be the first one to admit, JUCO is probably where you want to recruit a lot of your players when you're looking for depth pieces, especially whenever you're rebuilding. Ju, you can build a a build, build a secondary off of good Juco players. And sure. Auburn has done that. And we're about to have a secondary group made of two of those guys in Keontae Scott and, of course, Laquan Robinson coming up. But, yeah, that rounds out the 20 commits that Auburn is expecting to get in on Wednesday. Four of those already signed, so 16 
that is. But of course, there are a lot more guys that we're probably going to end up getting as well. Cause I mean, this class is just going to be absolutely ridiculous. I think Auburn is, I think one or two more like big time commits from jumping from what are they now? 11 to like five, 11 on 24, seven, 10 on, on three. Yeah. We've always said on three is the best at ranking overall Auburn grading. Before. Overall grading Auburn uh, recruiting before early signing day. But there's a good chance that a couple of these guys could boost Auburn up into the top five area. Uh, But I will say before I get into that, uh, just go through the guys who are going to be here on the planes early on. Uh, Walker White, shocker there, I know. <laughs> uh, Cam Coleman, Bryce Kane, TJ Lindsay, Lee Blockton, Demetri Nicholas, Demarcus Riddick, D'Angelo Barber, Jamonta Waller, Joseph Phillips, Laquan Robinson, Jalen Crawford, Kinsley Faustin, and Caleb Harris have all been announced as early enrollees who are, I think, already practicing with the team. Yep, they'll be able to practice saying. through the ball game. So, uh, see if uh, if Cam Coleman and Demarcus Riddick could uh, just like you know, let them in, you know, let them play, let the boys play, you know. Let the kids play football. That's not how that works. <laughs> uh, and I will say Auburn currently has three out of the top six players in the state of Alabama. It's worth mentioning. Auburn winning the state of Alabama is a good thing. It's a great thing. It's the best thing. And I love Hugh Freeze for it. Uh, but some guys that we're expecting to see uh, or expect uh, that Auburn is expecting to hopefully sign, starting off with the defensive line, Amaris uh, Williams, a current Florida commit, I do believe, but he has been very pro Auburn as of late. He is, you know, he's tweeting out WDE. He's War Eagle. He's like Auburn, the Eagle emojis, the Tiger emojis. I mean, every you would expect this guy to already be a Auburn commit, but he is not. I believe he is not decommitted from the Florida Gators. And I got to be honest, I saw this guy's recruiting pictures. This dude can take some recruiting pictures. He had a he had some great photos in the in, in the uh, all white uniforms. And believe me, if he commits, the graphics already made. Y'all are gonna love that graphic too because it looks good. Uh, huge pickup if Auburn can get him. Uh, he'll be committing at twelve thirty p.m. again on Wednesday. Uh, another guy Auburn could be potentially in the in the mix for is a wide receiver in Courtney Crutchfield, a four star wide receiver who I believe is looking at. Auburn, Arkansas, and I believe Missouri is also in the mix for Courtney Crutchfield. Uh, yeah, and as it stands, I didn't even. I'm on 24/7. Uh, they, apparently, they have the you know the cool warm things on the on the. Yeah. You know they also have warmer. Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, but Auburn, LSU, Missouri, and Arkansas are all in the mix for Courtney Crutchfield, and I mean. We got to think of another name if they were to get him. Uh, I don't. Th- would be the freeze six, something something along the, along those lines, uh, for if Auburn were to pick him up. Uh, some other guys that have not announced their signing time yet as we're recording this, uh, but I got to kind of start off with some of the big names here. Starting off with, of course, KJ Bolden, five star safety out of Buford, Georgia. Uh, one former teammate of former Georgia commit, Dylan Raiola. Uh, just had to get that out there just real quick. Uh, Georgia lost Dylan Raiola. Uh, but yeah, KJ Bolden, a guy who is on flip watch, but also kind of off of it. I think he sticks with, uh, with FSU. But if he were to flip to Auburn, I would not be completely surprised. Uh, it's 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 all it's Florida State, then it's Auburn, and then it's Georgia, to, to my knowledge. 
and then of course LJ McCray as well. The I'm still a I, I, he's still a Florida commit, I do believe. Uh, as I yes, look, yeah, still a Florida commit. But Jamonta Waller has been in his ear every step of the way, trying to get him to flip. And I, I can only imagine if uh, Jamonta Waller himself, a former Florida commit, just stole two more defensive linemen from Florida because Florida's recruiting class has been getting like killed by other schools. Uh, they are not, I don't think Florida's going to be, is going to have this uh, great recruiting class that they, that they thought they are going to have early on in the year. But Edgar uh, McCray also on flip watch, flip watch. And some other guys that I'm kind of on the fence about, uh, starting off with the offensive lineman, Cohen Eccles, four-star offensive lineman out of Katy, Texas, uh, former A&M commit, decommitted, and now is looking at two of the Tigers in the SEC, one LSU and, of course, the Auburn Tigers. I've been hearing word that he's an LSU lean, so I don't know if Auburn really gets him. It'd be awesome if Auburn were to get three high, ta- highly touted offensive linemen in this recruiting class, but I'm okay with two out of the three. Uh, other guy to look for, uh, Jaden Lewis is a guy that I've not really heard much about ever since he decommitted from Auburn. A guy that I was very high on, uh, even going so far to say he could be Auburn's Travis Hunter uh, going into the future because that dude just an athlete, plays both sides of the ball, wide receiver and, of course, corner, and does a great job at both of them. His recruitment's been kind of quiet ever since he decommitted from Auburn, but the interest thing is still there between McGriff and and, and Etheridge. Uh, Hasn't really said anything much uh, about where he's interested in. Uh, Auburn probably still in the mix. But if I were to get him, it'd be awesome uh, for both this recruiting class and just for my health in general. Uh, he, he was my favorite recruit we had coming in until he decommitted. Uh, but DeAndre Carter makes for a great replacement, number one. Uh, and as also on this list, a couple of Bama commits uh, got, of course, Jalen Mbakwe, who, again, has been very quiet. I think he's still on Bama completely. Uh, but... Wouldn't be completely surprised because he did say some stuff early on in his or early on in Freeze's tenure here uh, that he wanted to come to Auburn. Auburn just didn't recruit him when Harson was here. So if, if he Freeze has been in his ear, that'd be awesome. Uh, I do think he's a Bama guy uh, all the way through. So don't expect a flip out of out of one Jalen Abakwe. Or uh, there's also Sterling Dixon, who I know I'm trying to remember who exactly was recruiting him out of our recruiting class. There was someone who said, I want Sterling Dixon. I think it might have been Amon Lane. It may have been Amon. I think it was Amon. Uh, I've not heard word on what his intentions are. As far as I know, he's still a Bama lock. Uh, But again, it would be awesome if he were to flip. Uh, I don't know the complete confidence level I would have in him flipping, but I don't think he'd be all that high. And a couple of guys that have been kind of quiet in both who they're committed to or where they're looking at. Uh, Bradley Shaw, linebacker out of Hoover, Alabama, uh, another hard-hitting linebacker that could have had a lot of depth to this room and a lot of talent to this room as well. Uh, hasn't really announced where he's committed yet. Auburn's got some interest, uh, along some other schools. Uh, just kind of just a quiet recruitment out of out of Bradley Shaw, and of course the last guy I have on my list because you know I got to the kicker position in Towns McGaw out of Auburn High School. And in case you're not aware of him, he has kicked not just one, but two, two 
50 plus yard field goals at the high school level. Uh, one of them at 50. The other one, of course, was at 56 yards from an 18 year old. And I will say, we forgot to mention some of the commit star. Yeah, I was wondering when we were going to mention that. Uh, Keaton McNutt, the number four long snapper in the class, as uh, Cole's kicking would say. And also, and I'm trying to remember the other guy's name because I should I should know this. There we go. J.R. Buckner, the number 25 uh, snap, long snapper in the class of 2024. Uh, both those guys, you know, Auburn is long snapper you. No one else has produced more long snappers than league as Auburn has. Josh Harris, perennial pro bowler for the Falcons, sadly. But perennial pro bowler as a long snapper. But huge, huge early signing day coming up in just a day as this comes out. And of course it's worth mentioning that Courtney Crutchfield, I need to say is signing at 10 o'clock AM today. So an hour and a half as the show started, he's going to be signing today. So keep your eyes and ears open, uh, have your social, have your favorite analysts and college loop pages on uh, postifications on. So you can get the latest as soon as those guys put that pen to paper. Yeah, it should be a really, really big and really, really fun uh, National Signing Day, early signing period, rather, uh, for the Auburn Tigers. Looking forward to seeing any positive surprises that may occur that would result in more guys headed to the Plains to just bolster what has been a remarkable class in the first true full recruiting cycle under Hugh Freeze. Um, Now, granted, he got a late start on a lot of these guys, so, I mean, that should mean the expectations should be higher even in 2025, so – a lot of, lot of promise there. I'm going to pivot over real quick, Dylan, and we're going to get out of here. But we do have some outside news other than football. I'm talking about Auburn women's basketball as they prepare to do battle with the 11-2 Washington State Cougars. We're going to break that one down for you really, really quickly right here on the College Street Podcast. It's a pretty in, pretty self-explanatory, uh, I guess, formula for, for Auburn to take down uh, Washington State as as uh, as they ride their six-game winning streak, streak into a, a home matchup at Neville Arena. There are three players averaging double digits for Washington State. They don't put up incredibly flashy numbers. I'm not even going to try to pronounce Bella's last name because I know I'm going to mess this one up, but I'm going to go with Bella M. And then Charlie C. Legger Walker, Eleonora uh, Vila averaging uh, in, in that order, 14-6, 12-9, 11-2. They've got six players that will play 27-plus. So it's not an incredibly deep rotation. You, uh, you have Jenna Vila, the sister of Eleanor Vila, by the way, coming off the bench uh, with 19 and a half minutes. But beyond there, it's a straw, a staunch drop-off. And, and this group will only really play nine players, nine or ten, only seven of them getting meaningful minutes. So it's this the, the rhythm is, or excuse me, the algorithm is simple. Get the ball in HSG's hands early and, and get your scoring drought out of the way. Go ahead and figure out how to, how to get to see, get the ball to find the bottom of the rim and generate success from the field. Make sure you manufacture your free throws. This is not a pushover opponent like your last handful have been. Let's just be honest. Auburn women's hoops needs this win in a bad, bad way if they want to get any kind of momentum rolling before they go in to the SEC slate starting off with a punch in the mouth of the Lady Balls. I'm looking at Savannah Scott. I'm looking at, I already mentioned AHSG. I'm also looking at Sydney Shaw to have a big game from the from that two-guard position. Uh, I'm curious to see if the formula is there. This group's played really, really coherently in some some looks, and then they've turned around and struggled to score 70. Uh, I mean, it, literally in the span of days. So 
finding that middle ground, finding that consistency. That's kind of where they're at right now in the program and in the rebuild. But I am expecting for them to at least go toe-to-toe with Washington State. Should help that you're on home turf. Should help that you've got home court advantage and that you're not in any kind of hostile environment. Play it all to your advantage. I mean, they're not even playing in, in the same time zone. They're playing two hours behind. Or ahead, excuse me, two hours ahead of what they would normally be used to. Used to. Use every element you can to your, to your benefit and to their detriment. And grab a P5 win at home. Get ready and buckle up and get ready for this SEC slate. Dylan, that's all we've got right here on the College Loop Podcast. If you guys are hanging out with us on the YouTube stream, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And that way, drop a comment on any what, – what's your favorite – I'm just going to ask this, Dylan. What is your favorite recruit that should be signing with Auburn or maybe signing with Auburn? Drop that in the comments. That's what we want to hear from you guys and talk about who you're most excited to hear from. Obviously, we'll be recording on National Signing Day, so we'll have, I'm sure, a very different outlook um, – <laughs> in some some shape or form uh, come th- Thursday show. But we want to hear your thoughts after the Tuesday show. Like I said, if you hit subscribe, that is the number one way to help the program grow. If you're not listening on the YouTube stream, that is completely cool. Appreciate you. Make sure you hit follow. Make sure you give us a five-star thumbs up rating, whatever the highest is on your streaming platform of choice, and share the show with a friend so we can continue to grow the College Loop family. I'm Hair Sitar, ad by Hair Sitar on the Bird app. If you want to come hang out with me, you can check me out there. You can also check me out on Instagram. And don't forget to pick up your very own College Loop War Report co-branded Feeling Loopy t-shirt. That's on thewarreport.com, linked in the description to every single one of our shows. $25, five different colorways. Use hashtag feeling loopy, feeling with no G on whatever social media platform makes you the happiest. And tag us in it. We'll throw it up on the next stream. Thank you guys for continual love and support. We're getting close to early signing day. It is around the corner. It is tomorrow as this show's coming up. So everybody, buckle up. Try to pay a little bit of attention to work. I know we're in that holiday slowdown anyways, but try to stay locked in a little bit there, but also stay locked in with all of us at the College Loop for tomorrow and beyond. God bless all you guys. Dylan, let's get out of here. Of course, I'm Dylan Lark, tank on Twitter slash X. And, of course, you have me on Instagram as well at Dylan Lark at D-O-L-E-N-L-E-R-C-K. And, of course, you have me right here at the College Loop. We should like, comment, subscribe. As Tarz said, leave your favorite recruit. Why not? Uh, leave your predictions for Auburn women's basketball against Washington State because can't forget Auburn is an everything school. Show some love to all the other sports as well. And, of course, you also have us on social media as well i just said as well very a lot in a 30 second span uh twitter tiktok facebook instagram the works all of those at the college loop and of course if you're tired of seeing our faces completely understand it uh which wants to listen to us as well on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and of course amazon music but of course with all that being said Again, turn those post notifications on because we're going to be very, very active on social media the next couple of days in light of early signing day. But with all of that being said, this has been the. Yeah. Damari Olsen tweeted Wednesday. I don't know what that means. I think it means Wednesday because early signing day is Wednesday. The top comment says top three. And he said, yes. Anyways, continue, Dylan. I'm sorry. I had the Damari Olsen tweet moment. Sorry. <laughs> well, okay. With that being said, uh, welcome back to the College Loop Podcast. We're here to talk about Damari Olsen's tweets, but that'll be <laughs> next time. Because uh, all of being said, this has been the College Loop Podcast. Love you guys. <laughs>